to the Marcus Coat Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Coat. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode in the podcast. Today I'm joined by Adam Murphy, who is a strength conditioning coach, runs his own business, and specializes high performance in basketball. It was awesome to have Adam on. Thanks again for your time, Adam. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Marcus Co. Fitness Podcast, Adam. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a pleasure to have you on. So it's going to be um, a great chat today. So I'm really looking forward to it as well. Firstly, how are things going for yourself? How's business going? And obviously, you know, the fitness industry got hit pretty hard the last last couple of years, but hope everything's on track now. But yeah, firstly, how are you going? Yeah, all pretty good so far down here. I mean, last year or the last couple of years, yeah, we did get hit a little bit. I think we ended up having about nine weeks off over 2020, which, look, I kind of enjoyed a bit of a, a break and a time off for a few things and reflect on where I was in, in the career and where I'm going next, which was quite nice. It was good to get back to work, though, good to get back in everything. And I was, I was one of the lucky ones that sort of just picked up where I left off. By the time, I reckon within about two to three weeks of starting back up, I had all my clientele back on board and I even picked up a few over the, the nine weeks off. I think people were sitting around thinking about their own <laughs> lives and they decided they needed a strength coach as well. So uh, I, I was lucky enough to come back to good business. Yep. Um, and then from there, I just expanded a bit more and um, things are doing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, that's great to hear. And obviously, a bit of a time to obviously reflect on things I just mentioned, which is good to see and some, again, set set some goals too, I think. But yeah, that's awesome to hear that um, everything's back on track for you now as well. So I suppose just starting off your journey in uh, the fitness industry and as a strength conditioning coach, and I know obviously you've worked professional sport as well and still do. So yeah, love, love to touch on that as well. Yeah, so I mean, I started uh, back in 2005, started in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. I uh, got my cert three and four from uh, a TAFE here in SA um, and then basically just started working, started doing what I thought was was good by my clients and um, just learning the ropes and learning how to, I guess the biggest thing in the beginning for me was learning how to deal with people. Yeah, I wasn't a very confident person back when I was a bit younger. So I started when I was uh, 19. Uh, I wasn't a very confident person, didn't really know how to communicate that well. Uh, so that was my main focus back then, just learning that. I mean, anyone can make anyone sweat. It's not a difficult thing to do to give someone a, uh, just a hard workout. So I was doing a bit of that and then just learning how to communicate, how to get my my passion across and my message across to people. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, I sort of played around with a few different things. And I was in a, a, my first gym for about four years, just learning all that sort of stuff. And then I went out on my own into, uh, I don't know if you have over there, now still because i know it closed down here in sa uh fitness first yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which is now good life here in sa so yeah. fitness first is gone um so i joined fitness first for a year uh, found it to be good because when i started there there was a guy by the name of donald carr who's like the right hand man here in australia for paul check yeah um, and i got to know him really well he was pretty much my mentor for the, that whole next period of my career and still is today yeah good friend and mentor today but yeah, he sort of got me on the track of the holistic approach of training and really learning more about the periodization and programming and actually dealing with human beings, not just numbers and people, but um, yeah. learning the ins and outs of the human psyche and uh, how we work and the mechanics of everything and the internal uh, physiology of people, why they get results and why they might not get results and that sort of stuff. So that was pretty cool. 
uh, sort of got me to the next level where I then left into my own business. Yep. So I started that in 2010. I actually started in a partnership with someone, didn't work out, another story, but yeah, then started my own business from there. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually I did some speaking. So I was a bit of a keynote speaker for a while there, unsuccessfully. Uh, just sort of might try it out and see what happens. Yeah. Um, then I went into basketball and that's pretty much the start of my basketball journey. Uh, yeah. I mean, I played for 11 years before that, but as a coach, yeah. Um, 2013, I was that into basketball, into just low level under 21s, and then progressed through to the NBL one, what we know as today is the NBL one, but back then it was the ABL or Premier League. Yeah. Um, and then I happened to find Mitch Creek. We all found each other. He was playing as a just part time for the team I was coaching. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, Look, I like what you're doing. Hopefully, you like what I do. How about I offer you some training sessions, no charge. Let's just do this and see what you think. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, he got me the job in the 36s with the NBL. And <laughs> four seasons after that, I was still there and loving life and traveling the world and doing that sort of thing. It was really cool. So yeah. and now I'm doing a more private sector and um, contract work with different teams. So yeah. no longer exclusive as a coach, but working with a bunch of different teams. Yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely an awesome pathway for you as well. And for anyone listening, I think obviously just finding that pathway that suits you, but I've obviously taken a couple of things out of that. Obviously, communication, I think, is is massive in our industry and getting to know your client is, is probably huge. And just having that relationship, as I said, I'm same again at the starting off, I was pretty shy kid as well. So I think that's if, if anyone is starting out in the industry, I think that's probably a big thing to focus on from there as well. Obviously, your experience going through the uh, the ranks, obviously, through the basketball. Obviously, did you have a passion for it? Or obviously, you played, but obviously, were you trying to maybe go towards basketball or different other sports at the same time too? Uh, basketball's always been my passion ever since yeah. I started it when I was eight. I've always loved the game. I love the idea of the game. I love watching the game, breathing the game, studying the game, everything about it. So yeah. without a doubt, I always... Uh, wanted to follow basketball as a sport. I mean, yeah. Having said that, I do enjoy other sports. I used to love watching cricket and football and that sort of stuff. But basketball, without yeah. a doubt, was what I understood the most and uh, yeah. resonated with the most. Uh, so yeah, when I had to, do, when I made the decision to choose a sport, it was always going to be basketball. Yeah, that's no, awesome. Yeah, and obviously, spending time I'm um, in the NBL with Adelaide 36ers there. Your experience, obviously, like did it, I suppose mentors wise in that? How did you go um, going? Like obviously. Um, being the strength coach there, was there people that you took you under wing, I suppose, a little bit of learnt off as well at the same time? So pretty much, the as I said before, Donald Carr is still, as till today, a mentor of mine. Yeah. So I, I was, I lent on him a bit to ask questions and um, get some advice and ideas, bounce ideas. So I got to catch up, luckily enough, with Darren Burgess yeah. a couple of times. I would chat with him about a few things, which is really cool. Um and then just traveling to America. So I spent some time with the NBA Summer League, some of their yeah. team, four of their teams, and just talking to their guys and seeing what they do and how they do things different over there compared to what we do. Uh, that was quite mind-opening, mind-blowing, yeah. mind-opening, mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> that was really cool just to see, see the difference. And there wasn't a yeah. huge amount. There's definitely some things that, in especially in the realm of basketball, where they do a lot more in the sports science world than what we we're yeah. doing we've definitely caught up the nbl at this stage is definitely a lot better than where it was you know five six years ago yeah um sports science has definitely come into the sport a lot more and more recognized and more valuable um so yeah crazy all those sort of things just yeah. really anyone and everyone i could talk to i was talking to yeah uh, whether they were you know 
20 years above me in experience, whether they were just starting out themselves like myself or just talking to everyone and see what I could pick up and what I did like and what I didn't like. I mean, I like some of the things that uh, rookies like myself were doing. Yeah. I didn't like some things that some of the older, more experienced guys were doing. So I sort of pick and choose what I wanted and made it into my own system and develop it from there. Yeah, no, that's great. I think obviously, yeah, being able to get exposure to that and things that you can obviously, I suppose, make a bit of philosophy off off your coaching is probably another big thing as well that Troy you use. And obviously just touching back on networking, I think it's massive as well. Obviously having those mentors is, is huge in the industry. I know for me starting out, I definitely had those and still do today, the reach out to. So I think that's another key into the industry as well. So going on to this next question, how important is it as an SSE code to have variety of exposure in different sports in the industry there? I think it's very important just to open your scope of, open your repertoire up a bit more. So, I mean, I'm in the private sector, especially I aim my marketing, my branding towards basketball. That's most of my clientele are basketball athletes, uh, but I've still got, you know, the mums and dads that just want to get a bit fitter. Yeah. Uh, I've still, got, I get other clients. I've got footballers. I've got, um, I'm in charge of badminton South Australia. Uh, I have a tennis player. I've had fighters in my time. Yeah. Uh, so really, and the only reason I've been able to get them is because I've put myself in experience to yeah. get them. Uh, so I've worked. I did some work with the Crows for a little bit as a bit of an intern. Um, I've done some work with Tennis Australia. I've done some bit of fighting myself to understand the sport a bit more. So whether it's actually talking to the right people who are doing that job already or going and experiencing that sport. So you've got a bit of an understanding about how the movements and mechanics of the sport. I think it's very, very important, crazy important to just make sure that you have an idea and broaden your scope on what there is out there uh, and learning. And you can take things from other sports yeah, and put them into your sport. So yeah. I learned things from the AFL that I could implement into basketball. Now, obviously, you've got to understand the mechanics are slightly different or the ratios of movement are different in between the two sports, but there's still similarities and ideas that you can use and um, cross-pollinate between the two. Yeah, that's it. I was, I was yeah, just going to touch on that. I was just going to say, yeah, obviously, um, having the different sports and the the uh, have different clients that are um, in the different sports. I'm sure that obviously you would take bits and pieces out of um, their training or what they do on game days to obviously implement in different sports. I know obviously their sports are different, but I'm sure there'd be definitely some similarities in it to obviously use in their training styles as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at basketball and football, probably the two main sports I focus on. Yeah. Uh, they all do the same movements. Like they both jump, they both run, they'll both hold out or box out between yeah. the two sports. They'll get on the floor, they'll move around all different angles and parameters. The only real difference is one's a bit more aerobic-based being football. One's a bit more um, smaller space, harder surface, yeah. more agility-focused being basketball. One's got a bit more jumping, one's got a bit less jumping, one's more sagittal playing, one's more um, coronal playing. Yeah. So they're all the same movement. You're just going to have more focus on different ratios of those movements between the two sports yeah that's exactly right great points there as well adam in that if, if different jobs do come up for yourself in this year and obviously you've worked with different sports how, like how much do you think that would obviously help in your job position in it well i mean without a doubt if you've got experience in something it's going yeah. to lift your you lift your chance of going further in that sport yeah uh, i know for me to get into football will be quite difficult because I don't have a lot of experience in football. As, as I said, most of my passion and focus is on basketball. Yeah. So if I want to get into football, I need to get more into football. Yeah. Uh, at the low levels and pretty much start again. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. with me being in basketball for most of my career, I would find it easier to get back into basketball yeah. uh, or further into basketball than where I am now. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to get into a sport, focus on that sport, start from the bottom, work your way up to the top. Yeah. And then if you want to change sports, you got to start from the bottom, work it back to the top again. Uh, yeah. There's no, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, fortunately, it depends which way you want to look at it. The top guys and girls in each sport always look for uh, similarities. So yeah. if you're basketball focused, they're not going to find a lot of similarity between you and football. Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes it might. There's always exceptions to the rule, but yeah. you got to pick and choose what you want to focus on. Yeah, no, that's it. That's exactly right. I just have another little note that I wrote here as well. Obviously, if someone does come to you as a client or an athlete and you have that, I suppose, that experience in this kind of sport too, I was obviously it's going to be a massive part to help them on board and obviously get get them better as a, as a player and athlete too as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, for sure. When you have your athletes in there in season, I suppose, how do you manage their loads when obviously they've got so much games and training and then obviously they have to be in the gym at the same time? But yeah, obviously when they do come come to you and you have them in the gym, how do you manage their loads in season? It's funny you bring that question up. I'm actually doing up a spreadsheet for it now for one of the teams I'm working with. <laughs> it's actually the, the screen to the left of me. Um, so pretty much the main two things I use for player loading which is a nice, cheap, easy option that any strength coach can use, any sports yep. scientist can use, player wellness questionnaires yep. um, and RPE loadings. Yep. Are they the be-all and end-all? Are they foolproof? No, not by any means. They can yep. easily be cheated. They're all pretty much, they're all subjective measurements. Is like the catapult system more reliable? Yes, it is. Is it very expensive? Yes, it is. Um, yep. So I pretty much, I've, because of the teams I'm working with, they're not massive budget teams. Uh, yeah. I'm going with the best option for what we've got. Yeah. So I pretty much do. I use wellness and RPE, which, yeah. funny enough, it's the same things the Crows use as well. It's the same yeah. things we're using the 36s, even with the catapult stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's it does work. Yeah. Um, again, it's not everything, but it does definitely work. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much after every session, uh, uh, before every session, I take their wellness scores. Yep. And after every session, I take their RPEs and then start to use that to find patterns. And then it opens up uh, dialogue between myself and the athletes or yeah. myself and the coaches to suggest and advise and check up and make sure everything's going well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think those two are probably the good parts of it as well. And I was obviously going to touch on just communication, obviously, like how important it is even just to, well, I suppose, when you are training athletes, just have that conversation and with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, would you do any testing in season for them normally or would that be more like, I suppose, um, pre-season stuff as well? Most of the testing is done pre-season. There'll yeah. definitely be some... I normally use programs as testing. Yeah. So there'll be a test within the program itself to assess strength. The testing is obviously through the wellness questionnaires as well, Yeah. Uh, which will, might bring in more tests. So if I see numbers are dropping down, I might want to start assessing why that might be. It yeah. could just be they're not sleeping enough because they've had an argument with their partner or whatever it is, which yeah. is low level. We go, okay, let's let's figure that out and move on. Yeah. It could be because there's something going on mechanically, physiologically, physically, and we need to assess that and do more. Yeah. So is there any scheduled tests during season? Not so much other than just programmed within weightlifting. But yeah, most of the schedule stuff happens in pre-season for me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. If they are coming in a bit fatigued or tired from it as well, 
adjustment is probably another a big one obviously if they are coming in sessions well how do you work that with your athletes when they are coming in and maybe a bit fatigued or things that something has maybe happened in the day as well i guess the first thing is find out what the fatigue is yep um you know is it just lack of sleep is it uh, a stress thing a hormonal response is it find out what what's going on and then assess it and then make a judgment from there yeah uh, speak with the coaches make sure the players you know comfortable with that decision whatever it might be some players just you gotta take individually as well some players don't mind working through fatigue yeah yeah i'm tired yeah i might be a bit slow at the moment but i want to get through this push through it and maybe prove to myself that i can do it yeah Other players are like you know what i just need a break i just need some time off yeah um, whatever it might be so you've got to really assess it and then of course depends on the level of sport yeah uh, if they're professional sometimes you just got to make sure that they're doing the the minimum of what they can do to make sure they can get through it and then go from there so it is very individual based it's very level based and then but the biggest thing is just making sure you can communicate with that athlete understand what they're going through and trying to appreciate what they're going through because end of the day they're a human being and we don't we're not in their shoes we've got to understand it as much as we possibly can yeah and yeah help make decisions with them yeah no that's awesome great answers there and i really love those as well last one to finish off with you, adam goals for 2022 this year for yourself and your business as well this year basically for me i'm going to finish my master's degree so that'll be done in about june yeah uh, so that's, that's the big one to finish that off in the meantime, got a few things which I'm not going to talk about just yet, but a few things in the pipeline business-wise that I'm working on developing and uh, progressing forward from there. And then the, I want to get back into professional, take on a professional sporting team again. Yeah. Just working on those few things at the moment. Yeah. No, unreal. Well, good luck with it all and everything. And one quick last one, I suppose, favourite, well, I'll, I'll say players. I won't just say one, but yeah, players that you've, that you've worked with. Favourite players I've worked with? <laughs> Pretty much. Poor. they've all had their own they've all got their own place yeah in my heart that i have enjoyed um i mean <laughs> without a doubt i've made some good friends with the players i've worked with over my time yeah you know, mitch creek i still keep in contact soby yeah um jog Deng, hodgson all those kind of guys that i still talk to on a regular basis yeah i yeah i mean i'm not gonna be biased yeah. I, I, i'm not gonna be biased i'll say they've all been fantastic yeah uh, but there, there are some that i keep in touch with a bit more than others yeah, and that's awesome. It's, it's obviously that great relationship you have with them. So that's, that's great to hear. Thanks again for your time, Adam. I really do appreciate it. For, for anyone listening, for if they want to maybe reach out to you or anything, websites or things, where, where can they reach out to you? So website is adammurphy.com.au. Otherwise, adam underscore murphy underscore coaching is my Instagram tag and there's everything I do up on there. Perfect. I'll um, chuck them in the show notes. So yeah, so guys, go check out Adam's work. He's doing awesome. So yeah, please reach out if you have any questions as well. Thanks again for your time, Adam. I really do appreciate it. Awesome, guys. I'm really going to get lots out of today's episode and I can't wait to share it. Have a good day. Thanks, man. listening.